All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. It's episode 72 of Gridiron Zero's podcast. Great drop, Al. Uh, we got our special guest. We got our special guest in the building today, uh, our Patriots expert. Uh, he's coming on for the ASC East offseason recap, Judd. Uh, Judson, how you doing today? Doing good, buddy. How about you? I'm doing very well. As always, my co-host, Al, is joining us. Yeah, uh, fuck him. Al, how you doing? Tell doing you. good. This has been a very uh, aggressive, chippy, it's a chippy Saturday podcast morning today. podcast. So uh, We are excited. It is the schedule release episode on top of our AFC East offseason recap. So we talk about primetime games. We talk about games that uh, are interesting for this year. Uh, we go through that in the first segment, AFC East offseason recap, as I mentioned, and then we close the show out with the Lions segment as we kind of dive into their schedule, see, uh, you know, the primetime games, uh, the strength of schedule, where the bye week is, all sorts of goodies. Uh, gentlemen, anything else to add? No, man, excited. Let's get into it. Yeah, I'm just excited. All right, let's go ahead. Let's jump right in. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, the schedules have been released for all 32 NFL teams. Uh, more importantly, the schedules have been released for primetime games, which uh, is my probably, honestly, my favorite thing to critique in the NFL, just because every year some games get on there that should not be on there and have absolutely no business being on there. For example, last year uh the broncos had i think four primetime games in the, like, the first six weeks uh i know russell wilson being in denver was a huge deal absolutely no business putting them on there that many times uh so we have three categories we're each going to name one game for each one we have the nfl the the game that the nfl got right the uh sneaky game of the year candidate and uh, the game that should get somebody fired for greenlighting it. So, does anybody want to go first? Well, I was going to ask, which category are we starting with? Uh, let's let's save fire for last. Okay, I was just going to say yeah. that. Uh, so, we can go ahead. Let's get NFL got right first. Okay. Why don't we let our guest go yeah. first? Judd, why don't you lead us off? Well, I think the game of the year is going to be always a good matchup. is Patrick Mahomes versus Joe Burrow. That's game of the uh, game they got right. Game, game they, they got, got right. right. Yeah, Chiefs Bengals. Chiefs Bengals always good matchup. Like Peyton Manning and Tom Brady. What week and uh, what night is that on? Week seventeen. It is week seventeen. Is that I like it. It's like it's like one of those like pre playoff games too. You know, it's got that feeling at the end of the year. Like they're presumably both going to be really good at that point. Like it's a little little preview of the playoffs. I feel like and they that matchup now has kind of become one of the best rivalry games in the league. I would exactly. agree. Especially after this last one in the playoffs, like Bengals getting, I don't know, uh, I don't want to say jobbed, but maybe a little bit. But regardless, these have been close, exciting games in the last couple of years, and 
becoming one of the new best rivalries in the league. So I think that's an excellent first pick. Al, what about you? My pick for the game the NFL got right, uh, kind of a weird one, and I guess it kind of depends on how the Aaron Rodgers uh, situation works out. I think it is going to work out for the Jets, and they're going to be a good team this year. But Mm -hmm. how about Chargers-Jets week nine Thursday night football? Uh, the The Thursday night games have been pretty hit and miss especially last year after starting with with Amazon broadcast. I feel like there was a big chunk of games that were just unwatchable. Um, And this is a a mid-season matchup with the spiciest off-season move, probably Aaron Rodgers coming to the Jets. Justin Herbert, obviously, is musty TV. And these teams don't play each other all the time. Yeah, so I feel like this is a really interesting matchup. Could be a shootout. I don't know. Maybe it could be an exciting blowout game. So lots of high-powered offense. That one stuck out to me uh, as far as one of the ones that they got right. I will say about that pick, Al, I like the pick because the Chargers have three receivers that are, like, big, like 6'3". Well, you know two of them aren't going to be playing. <laughs> well, we all know that, yeah. That's just classic uh, Chargers. Yeah. This is insane, you fool. That's uh, true. I, uh, I'm kind of sick of watching the Chargers. I feel like uh, I know who they are at this point, and uh, I'm just—I don't know—they don't—they uh, don't get me up anymore. I want winners, and I don't mean that in a sexual innuendo way. But well, that's uh, kind of how you—you—you you pitched that. But. Well, uh, we'll we'll move on from that then. Uh, Go f- yourself. My NFL game that they got right—I uh, feel like this was just a no-brainer uh, after the Aaron Rodgers trade. They probably bumped this up. Uh, Buffalo at New York. Uh, week one, Monday night football. Yeah, how about, yeah, how about that? Start I mean, the year. you cap off the week uh, with probably two of the biggest heavy hitters in the AFC. Uh, Aaron Rodgers' first game as a Jet. Uh, got Buffalo, who is coming off another year of uh, are they the team? Are they not the team? Yeah, you, know, you, were, you were just saying how the Chargers are kind of not getting you up anymore. You feel that way about Buffalo? That's how I feel about Buffalo now. Yeah. They, after, I don't know, just after last year's disappointing playoff exit, um, I don't know. It kind of just, they all season, uh, we talked about how hyped up they were. And, like, you know, we were also, you know, saying that they were really good, too. And we were riding the, the hype train. But, like, mm-hmm. yeah, they just were, like, the darling of last year. And they made a pretty disappointing uh, run. Technically, all a regress. Yeah, technically, um, and I'm just kind of sick of them a little bit. So understandable. Go, go prove something. Uh, I, I feel like the difference between the Bills and the Chargers, though, is that the Bills are still, you know, top three team in the AFC, whereas the Chargers are a little bit more. Are, are they though mediocre? Yeah. You think it's this, Bengals, this AFC? Chiefs, Bills? Until think, the Jets, that number until three. the Jets prove otherwise, it's Chargers, or I'm sorry, Chiefs. Bengals, Bills. I think that number three slot is is it's up for grabs this season. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think it's the Dol- Dolphins could flirt with that. Jag- you know. Jaguars, nothing uh, quite there. Maybe but, not yet. Maybe not yet. Okay. Yeah, maybe if they take a big jump this yeah, year. Yeah. But, but Jimmy uh, Buffett, aka Doug, Doug Peterson, go f- yourself. Pug Peterson. Uh, if you watched the Jaguars release video, which was very funny, if you haven't seen it, I recommend it. Oh, shucky ducky. Quack, quack. Also a good segue into my uh, sneaky game of the year candidate. 
Uh, week 13. Are, are we going snake here? We it starts with you. Yeah, we'll go back. Okay. Exactly. Absolutely. Right. Um, week 13, Monday Night Football, Cincinnati travels to Jacksonville. Uh, two teams that I feel like consistently – well, Jaguars did this only last year, but the Bengals have been doing that the last couple of years uh, – have really come on at the end of the year. They really find their stride in, in both teams. Uh, if, if they keep following this trajectory, will – find their footing late in the year, probably be hitting their stride right around this time. And it's going to be a really good matchup. Hopefully Trevor Lawrence takes another leap and is, you know, the next Joe Burrow at this point, a young quarterback that is going to be uh, somebody to deal with for years to come. So that's my sneaky game of the year. Yeah. I want to, I want to throw this out too. And we'll talk about it more with the AFC South, uh, you know, breakdown when we get there or whatever, our kind of off season discussion with them. But like, they, they, they cannot be a team that, like, comes out and they're just kind of hitting their stride at the end of the year or, like, midway through. Like, mm-hmm. kind of like the Lions, they need to get off to a pretty hot start here. I yeah. think they I think they started to really get rolling at the end of last year. But, like, I don't know. The, that division is up for up for the taking. Like, that they should be in the driver's seat for that division next year. So, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. They need to they need to come out, come out hot. But, no, I, I like the pick. I like Me the too. Pick. I like the pick, too. Uh, I guess with the reverse order here, I'll I'll go with my um, potential surprising game of the year candidate. Mm-hmm. This is not a primetime game. I just want to say uh, yep. it, this is that juicy of a game to me that I feel like I had to I had to throw it out there. This is a week four matchup, and Lucas, you're going to hate this. I, oh, I already know you're going to hate gosh. it because it's it's featuring Uh-oh. Lamar Jackson. Oh, no. Baltimore Ravens versus the Indianapolis Colts and Anthony Richardson. Ugh. This could be uh, a really... Might not even be playing by them. No, that's nonsense. That's garbage. I think this could be a really exciting game. I mean, obviously, Lamar is Lamar, and, and they've added a lot of weapons around him, and, and he's got his deal finally, so hopefully they can just lock in. And, and you know, their defense is a lot, a lot of fun to watch too. But really, it's the Lamar versus Anthony Richardson show, like – two of probably the most mobile physical quarterbacks. I think Anthony Richardson will be playing by then. I'm pretty sure. I don't think Gardner Minshew will be holding down the fort for very long, even if he does, because uh, the Colts are, again, like we said in the last episode, one of the only teams where it would make sense for Richardson to play right away uh, if they drafted him. So I think it's going to be the two of them versus each other, and it's just going to be like a lights-out, offensive explosion kind of game. You're right, Al. I did hate that. Uh... No! I don't know. That just doesn't seem like a very exciting game to me. Baltimore is a very boring team to watch. I get that Lamar Jackson is very good. And think about just think about all the rushing attack, you know, potential in that game. You got the two quarterbacks. You got Jonathan Taylor. Like I don't know. You got J.K. Dobbins. Mm-hmm. Oh, they got it. They got a rotation. Uh, you know, yeah. OBJ. I don't know. Man. Whatever that's worth. Uh oh yeah, that's right. Uh, Judd, your sneaky game of the year candidate. Mine is actually uh, an overseas game, actually. Oh, it's going to be Tyreek Hill versus the Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> Good pick, Judd. Uh, I like that a lot. I think uh, Dolphins versus Chiefs, that could definitely be another sort of two teams that don't like each other kind of rivalry. You know, you got the Tyreek's already talking shit, by the way. Fantastic. Already. Love to hear that. You got Jalen Ramsey, who's a massive shit talker. Yep. 
and also too, I guess the Chiefs are really keeping an eye on Tyree because he's they're keeping a list like what he does, mouthing off, talking shit about the team he used to play for. So nice. it's, a, it's a it's a great pick, I think personally. Uh, yeah. Do you think Tua no. will be playing in this game? Depends. I mean, we'll we'll get yeah. all into that today. I mean, oh shit, with our breakdown. So yeah, I must have missed something. Uh, well, no, I mean he's not like you know, there's not like a big development or anything. I'm just saying like the track record of him missing time has been. Uh, what week is that? It's week nine. Week nine. Uh, yeah, I don't know, Al. That's a good point. He might not be playing. Who knows? Maybe yeah. the Skyler Thompson show. Yeah. Ugh. Um, oh, they we, brought somebody in, didn't they? Yeah, Mike White. Hey, Mike White. Oh, that's all right. right. Well, let's hope it's the Mike White show. <laughs> Very good. Uh, love that pick. What about your uh, game that should not be on prime time? Let me let me also start out by saying. Uh, there are some teams that have just way too many primetime games for the team that they're going to be this year. Detroit. Uh, no, I wouldn't allude to them. The fuck? <laughs> Who hurt you? I mean, it, oh, who counts Thanksgiving anymore? I don't. We have four, and one of them also is a Saturday game, so I don't really count that one either. Judd, what is your worst, uh, worst selected primetime game of the year? Well, that's easy. Dallas and the Giants. That uh, week one Sunday night football, right? Yeah, I always can't stand watching that game. I rather, yeah. I rather do something else than watch that game. I, I, I'm so tired of looking at Jerry Jones. Would you rather peel your eyelids off than watch that game? I actually would, yeah. <laughs> misery, misery, misery. That's what you've chosen. I do I do get cowboy exhaustion. I understand that. Um, it's not as much Giants exhaustion. It's definitely Cowboys. The NFC East games always, no matter if they're good or bad, yep. will get primetime slots. So, yeah. At That's, least, at least the they're both. Same thing with the AFC West. At least yeah. three out of those, three out of the four teams that division were playoff teams last year. So I don't know, but the NFC East never swings the same way when the new year starts. It always is like one year they're like a really good. good, and then the next year they're all just dog shit. Like it yeah. happens all the time. So uh, I think the Eagles are going to be the only team that that is the exception there. But um, I agree. Uh, I I do wish that they would start to move away from these. Uh, like we have to have these classic matchups, these classic divisional matchups on prime time every year. Like, I feel like, like how I try point, and tell you that the Chicago Bears and Green Bay Packers are an iconic matchup. Yeah. It's like guys, it's like it's the most boring. Fucking I don't game. fucking care anymore. Yeah, like nobody so gives a shit anymore, except for the two fan bases. So, yeah, I agree, Judd. I, I think that the that's like encompassing. I feel like all divisional matchups yeah at this point like mm -hmm. get games where it's nfc versus afc because we only see them once every four years or something like that like uh like the super bowl pick like it's like last year with kansas city with philadelphia i mean let's yeah. see that over this garbage game yeah well there's a lot of slots to fill so you know i don't always hate the, the choices but I, I will my my pick uh they're one of the teams that judd had in there is in mine. Uh, so I guess we didn't all have the same one. Uh, mm -hmm. I guess this is, might be kind of surprising because they were both playoff teams last year. Uh, but I have the uh, the Seattle Seahawks going to the New York Giants in MetLife uh, on Monday Night Football. 
I believe it is a week four matchup. That is pretty ugly. Uh, just, yeah, not doing a lot for me. I, I don't know. It's like, I, th- I think, the, honestly, think the primetime schedule on the whole was pretty decent uh, this mm-hmm. year. It's, there was, it was kind of hard to pick a, a real true stinker, but like. Oh, just wait till mine. Well, the, I don't know. Something about this game. There's just like, there's not, there's not any like star power to this game. Like when Saquon Barkley is the biggest star of the game. I mean, I feel like that speaks for itself as to how exciting like the players are in this game. Geno Smith and the Seahawks I just kind of a snoozer. Say, I don't know. Like, don't you dare talk down on Geno like that. Um, I do have another. He, he's so good that they structure his contract and get out of it at any time. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I, I don't expect him to have another miraculous uh, season. Year. Yeah, yeah, I just that's fair. So this game, Daniel Jones snooze. Uh, Gi- Giants were scrappy last year, but they're. Uh, I don't think they'll have the same level of success i don't think the seahawks will either so mm-hmm. I, this is one of those games that by the time it's week four they might both be like two and two one and three and no one would be surprised and or it's two just and like three or something like kind of, well no couldn't be that because it's week four, four. four games oh that's right yeah i'm sorry uh well judd before we get into honorable mentions let me just rattle off mine yeah and i can't believe you guys let this one slip through the cracks uh it was by far the worst primetime game that was put on television last year. Oh, I and think it's I not even close. And the fact that they doubled down and gave it to oh. us again <laughs> this year is a disgrace to football fans everywhere. It's honestly a slap in the face. And if I'm Bezos, I'm saying, no, give me a different game that week. How can you let Chicago and Washington play on Thursday night football again. Oh. I, I thought about this. I did think about this one. Uh, Low hanging fruit. Was it just too easy? No, uh, no, honestly, because like on paper, maybe, you know, like I said, Seattle, New York, two playoff teams, this, these two teams, not, and they're not much close. more in the basement. But for me, it was the simple fact of young quarterback, Justin Fields, versus Sam Howell is more interesting to me than Daniel Jones versus Geno. Yeah. This is definitely Just, a slap in the face for sure. I think Justin Fields is like probably gonna take a step this year and he's gonna be more fun to watch. The Bears had a nice nice offseason. They better like, fucking hope. I don't know, man. I, I don't I don't uh I don't hate this match. Last year, absolute dog shit. Terrible. And I agree it was the worst the worst of the worst. I, even gonna, with those putrid orange helmets even, that the Bears even if the Bears do make a jump or I'm sorry, Justin Fields makes a jump. It's not like the Bears are going to be that much better than they were last year. In Washington, what have they done to make their team better than last year? Not much. Nothing. Just fire their general, ma- or general yeah. manager. <laughs> they, sold, they sold the team. <laughs> I guess that's good. Nothing. Um, I do have one more. This might be a disgrace for this uh, pick, too. So. Honorable mention from Judd. Go ahead. The Saints versus the Carolina Panthers. Uh, I, mean, I don't like it. Bryce Young, Bryce that's, Young. That's the you, only yeah, reason you, you can't. I mean, Frank Reich, Bryce Young. There's there's a little bit of juice, a little bit. Yeah, but Derek, Derek Carr, Derek Carr, and Dennis Allen, who worked together in Oakland. I mean, hasn't really gone off to a good start, and Dennis Allen's already on the hot seat for that. I, um, I don't. Th- I don't hate it. It's not great, but I don't hate it as much as I as I dislike maybe that commanders one but i, I mean know. it's just i mean it's not i mean i think the chicago one is a good one too but to me it's just not good but these were honorable mentions lucas what is your what is your de facto so pick? 
Chicago is one of those teams that I was mentioning. Too many primetime games this year. Nobody needs to be watching Chicago that much. I get that Justin Fields is an up-and-coming quarterback that could be good in this league. Uh, until their team figures it out, don't need to see him. The other team, also way too many primetime games, has no business considering that they will now be one of the bottom teams in the NFL. Green Bay at New York Giants in week oh. 14 on Monday Night Football. That late in the season, and we can't figure out something better. Green Bay ain't going for a playoff spot. New York, maybe, but that has no playoff implications. Nobody's going to want to see Jordan Love at that point. That is just a horrible, horrible game to put on Monday night football. Yeah, not a good primetime game. That's why you bury the 1 o'clock slot. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what are we doing? Or put it at London over something. I wouldn't waste your – no, I wouldn't waste the – well, yeah, spot. You know, I mean, it's 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 a boring game. It's not it's not a good game. I don't know. I yeah, terrible. Not, not a prime time game. I yeah, agree. That's I agree. Bad. Yeah. Uh, any other mentions? Um, before we move on to our well, AFC East recap, I mean, obviously, I think if Lucas and I, our favorite game of the year, we're probably going to talk about in the Lions segment. Uh, uh, but yeah, the season opener. I mean, how do you get better than that? I mean, that's pretty great. So. Five primetime games for the Lions. Uh, Pretty wild. We'll get into that later on. I I know. I'm just excited. I'm excited. Podcast works. Um, Everyone's very, very chippy right now. Like, like chipping at each other. You know, (laughs) chippy podcast here on Saturday morning. It's aggressive. Let's go ahead. Let's jump into our AFC East recap. Okay, gentlemen. Uh, AFC East recap. I suppose we start out with the Jets. I mean, that's the most obvious one. Oh, yeah. We have to. Uh, they bring in Aaron Rodgers. They bring in uh, his buddies, Randall Cobb and Alan Lazard. Mm-hmm. They signed Cole Hardman. So, solid wide receiver room already starting out. I'm overflowing. Overflowing, 100%. Garrett Wilson is still there. Elijah Moore is gone. Though, gone, traded to Cleveland. Uh, Solomon Thomas and Quentin Jefferson are back. Quincy Williams is back. They re-signed a couple guys on the defense. Overall, what do you guys think so far? Also, too, Lucas, you missed one piece. What did I miss? His, his good buddy from Green Bay. Nathaniel Hackett. That's one, but there's oh. another one. Gosh, I'm missing another one? Who? Yeah. Our legend friend from the Detroit Lions, Tim Boyle. Oh, Tim Boyle to be oh, the backup. Wow. That's right. Go f- yourself. Timmy Boyle to be the backup to Rodgers. Well, I guess. Well, no. I mean, Zach stringer. Wilson. Is, yeah, yeah. The third stringer behind Zach Wilson. Well, let's not let's not jump to any conclusions. Right. I mean, who the hell knows what's going to happen with Zach Wilson? But, uh, you know, the, the one thing that uh, I guess wasn't great to me, but I understand why they did it, Nathaniel Hackett in as OC, mm-hmm. uh, obviously he was horrible. And as a head coach, good OC though, and great good, good good with Rodgers. Yeah, and I think I know why. Uh, I think Rodgers shoves his hand up Hackett's ass and uses his mouth like a puppet. Uh, shout out the other guys. I guess that in that sense, it makes sense. Yeah, I just wonder uh, what this whole situation would have looked like if 
uh, if they the Jets do all this stuff, like bringing in Nathaniel Hackett, they get Lazar. Alan Lazar. They like they stack. Cod was post Rogers, but let's just pretend it wasn't. Yeah, and then and then everything like the whole idea is that we're doing this to court Aaron Rodgers to get him to play. What what if like he was like, yeah, I'll play, and then he was like, nah. I'm gonna go to Vegas. Yeah, well, or just like I, I'm not gonna play for you. You just yeah. like retired instead, like because it sounded like it was only gonna be the Packers, the Jets, or retirement. And it was definitely a 90 percent retirement. I heard. So uh, it would have been weird if, if this didn't work out, but it did. And he's the New York Jet. It's very strange. Uh, Rocky number eight. Uh, yeah, his uh, old college number in Cal. It's weird mm. to see him follow in the footsteps of uh, Brett Favre, <laughs> uh, leaving the Packers <laughs> to the Jets. Let's hope that he doesn't follow the exact same footsteps. Hey, they weren't bad for a good chunk I'm of the year. I'm referring to him you know? uh, oh. sending a dick pic to that reporter. <laughs> you know how much I sacrificed? Uh, well, yeah, so that's the big story here. I mean, they obviously needed to address the QB situation. And uh, Zach they Wilson did. is... Well, it's funny, too, because they're also kind of being like... Acting like they're not dumb with Zach Wilson either. Like, they're that he's like definitely still the long-term play. That he'll just have to... You know, sit behind Rogers back up for Rogers, a year or two. And, and yeah, that that he'll learn learn behind one of the greats and everything. I'm calling horseshit on that. They're out <laughs> of him because in today's NFL, this isn't a situation. If you're the franchise quarterback, you're the franchise quarterback pretty early, and that's it. I mean, even if you struggle, like they give you the reins for a while, and if you're the guy, you're the guy. If you're not, you're not. There's no bring in a veteran after you've been a starter, sit behind him, and then come back into the starting row. It's ne- it doesn't happen. I don't know. I it's think bullshit. they. I think it could happen with Zach Wilson. I mean, it's a really interesting scenario where they're in a win-now situation. So, and, and Zach Wilson clearly wasn't getting the job done, so they bring in Rodgers. Wilson sits behind him, gains knowledge for two years, and then they give him another shot. I would say for a year, and if he isn't still working out, then yeah, then they go back to the drawing board and draft somebody. But for this year, I mean, to for you guys, does is adding Aaron Rodgers alone? I mean, obviously they've added a couple other pieces as well, but like, does this move actually put them into the conversation as a Super Bowl champion team? My question still is the offensive line for the Jets because they didn't really draft any in the draft. Oh, that's true. I mean, they have guys they brought back, but. They did lose a couple. They did lose a couple. And Rodgers is used to having a pretty good one in Green Bay, right. honestly. I mean. Mm-hmm. But I know they did draft two, but but I still question them off the line. But I, if they have – if I think their defense is solid. It's better than solid. It's it's one of the best Top in the three. league. Top three. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's really good. Sorry, you know? I didn't mean to say that. But I know it's hard for you to say because you hate the Jets. I but. do hate the Jets, mm-hmm. yes. Yes. Uh, but, yeah, I think they'll be a better team. I think they'll be at least – 10 and 17. Well, my question is, do you think they're good enough to win the Super Bowl? I don't think so. That's my question. No. I I think they are good enough to to get to the championship round at this point. I mean, like, I I don't know if they have what it takes to go all the way, but, like, this defense was special last year. The offense was dog shit at the end of the year. It started off okay. I mean, like, Zach Wilson wasn't a complete train wreck all year. Like, he he definitely Mm. flamed out at the end bad. Uh, but there were some games where he played all right, and he kept it afloat. And mm. go look at the numbers. He wasn't that horrible <laughs> all year. He was so, pretty bad, Al. Not all year. I'm telling you, at the end of the year, he was horrible. But I mean, he did get benched in week three by Joe Flacco. Well, actually, he was hurt. I'm sorry. Yeah, he, he, was, he, was, he, was, he was hurt, actually. He was hurt. 
because he got hurt in training camp, and then Joe Flacco started at the beginning of the year, and then he, when he came back from injury, he had those three picks, and he got benched. Uh, I think they could, they could go all the way. The expectation now is a Super Bowl win for this team. Um, I, you know, they have the pieces in place. It's just a matter of having that team chemistry, which. With a guy like Rodgers, I feel like it's tough to build that. Uh, he seems all in, though. I mean, he does. From, yeah, from the limited amount of interviews and clips and everything, press conference stuff I've seen of him, like he definitely seems uh, invested in this. I don't think he made this decision lightly. I think it was. I think he really was thinking about retiring. You know, in my opinion, who this hurts the most? Garrett Wilson. Here's why. I think Rodgers really will favor those two guys that they brought in, Lazard and Cobb. Miko Hardman, I think he's such a Swiss Army Knife sort of player that he'll get his. But Rodgers, I feel like, doesn't really develop good chemistry with young wide receivers. He had good chemistry with Christian Watson last year, but that's because he had nobody else to throw to. Yeah, well, I mean, I was going to say with Garrett Wilson, though, I mean – he looks special, though. Yeah, like he looks like a special looks young talent, Absolutely. and like, yeah, I, I think I think that might put him a little bit above a, a Christian Watson early last year, a, a Dobbs from from the Packers. Like, I don't know. He seems like he's in a he's in like what like one of the better young stars. Yeah, and and it's a crowded room, though. I mean, like it is it is going to be tough for anyone to be the true. Number one, I feel like in that room, I feel like they're gonna they're spreading it out all know. over the place. I I think personally, I think Garrett Wilson will be number one over Alan Lazard. I I would kind of think so too. That's kind of what I'm thinking. Absolutely. Here's my my only other thing: third and seven, you have the three wide receivers on the field: Lazard, Cobb, mm-hmm. and Wilson. Rogers drops back to pass. He's looking at Lazard and Cobb before Wilson, in my opinion. Maybe to start, but I'm thinking the longer he's there. Who knows? Moving on, the Miami Dolphins don't do a whole lot on offense. They do lose Mike Giusecki, but honestly, uh, I don't think that's that big of a loss for them. They bring in help on the secondary in two big players with Jalen Ramsey, who uh, they gave up a third and – some tight end, I want to say. Hunter, Hunter Long. Hunter Long, thank you. Yep. Uh, and they bring in Deshaun Elliott on a one-year deal. So good help in the secondary, which honestly is probably where they needed it most. They got some depth there because they also brought in Taylor Rapp from the Rams. I mean, and the same position as Elliott. Am yeah. I crazy? They still have Xavier Howard. Yep. Who's still under contract for one more year or two years? I can't remember. Uh, but I think he has some injury concerns. So, very solid secondary. On the offensive side, they do re-sign uh, Jeff Wilson and Raheem Mostert. So that's good. Um, they also added uh, Vic Vangio, defensive coordinator for the for defense Ooh, squad. That's good. Yeah, I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of. <laughs> Somewhat. Not bad. They also. Uh, they also added Robbie or Chosen Anderson from the Cardinals. From last year. Yeah, that's a hard pass. <laughs> Chosen Anderson. Both fucking love that name. Oh, my God. Uh, Miles Gaskin. Uh, was he on the team last year? Yeah. 
so they bring him back too. So they have really good depth in the running back room. They mm-hmm. added Jets legend, Jets and Patriots legend Braxton Berrios uh, to the receiving core too. Who yeah, makes making the AFC East uh, swing over here? Um, Mike White. Mike White Mike also White? can't forget about the legendary Mike White. Uh, what what do we think, fellas? Do room we think room we... in New York wasn't big enough for Rodgers and Mike White. There That's was, fair. Yeah. There was too um, much uh, too much ego in that room. Yeah, I definitely like the Dolphins' backfield because they drafted Cam Smith out of South Carolina with Jalen Ramsey and Xavier Howard, who's the third or fourth best corner in the draft, which I think their safety is good with Deshaun Elliott. That's right. They have a very, very good secondary now. Deshaun Elliott actually was kind of a big piece to the Detroit Lions. Yeah, it actually kind of hurt. I really like Deshaun Elliott. He He was a really nice player for them last year, so that kind of hurts us watch him walk, but... He's very good at setting the tone on the defense because uh, he lays people out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do like I do like the backfield for the Miami Dolphins and adding Vic Bangio as their defense coordinator for sure. And, I, I don't I don't like to keep the conversation all about the defense. quarterback, but it's definitely uh, you know I feel like an it's area. the biggest piece of the team. Yeah, and with with Miami, uh, I mean Mike White's all you're gonna do. Yeah, but can we? I feel like people don't act like Tua is as much of a concern as he actually is at this point. The mm-hmm. dude got like what three concussions last year? Yeah, I mean two pretty bad ones. He had to contemplate retiring this yeah. offseason. Yeah, like for real. Like this was a real conversation, and he's he's young. He's like 24, 26. No, uh, no way he's no, but, I think he's either 25 or 26. Regardless, he's a he's a young player who hasn't even gotten a, a deal yet. He's on his rookie deal still. And like for Miami, they're they're like they're they're kind of in a similar window as like the Jets and the Bills. It's like you have a team right now that you can go you can go win with. And like he's 25. They at all they have behind him is Mike White. And, and Skyler Thompson from last year. They're bums. They're both bums. Yeah. Really. I don't I mean, know. Come on. You have to put faith in the guy. Uh, obviously, anything can happen. But I do see where you're coming from, Al. Where His odds are almost, so much higher than, almost, than other people. You have to um, You have to think that he will not play all 17 games this year. And I don't know what your options were. I mean, I don't know if you – I feel like you either had to make a big splash, like bringing a Derek Carr or Rodgers or something, or like, and then he was just the incumbent starter, and then Tua is just out, or you get a good backup behind Tua. But like, I don't know who you add. I really don't. Honestly, um, maybe a Baker Mayfield. I know Sam Darnold. I don't know somebody. They lost their first round pick this year, but maybe they could have added Hendon Hooker, which that would have been a great fit in my opinion. Yeah, not bad. Hey, they can call Tom Brady. He's still available. Well, that's that's true. Got them in a lot of trouble last time. Well, um, I don't know. Will Levis was there. I mean, they had options, and I just I'm wondering if Jimmy we're, G, Jimmy I'm wondering G, if yeah. we're going to look at this off season for them a year from now and go, man, they actually had a really good team, and they kind of just biffed it there, and they ended up winning four games. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. I don't think that's going to happen, but it would be a really interesting thing to think about if it did happen. Overall, do you think this team got better to the point where they could win the division this offseason? Yeah, this division is so tough to predict. I really don't know. I don't think this offseason was a huge make-or-break thing for them. I think they just – I think it was fine. I, I think they, they beefed up on defense a little yeah. bit, and 
they didn't address a key area on the offense and the backup quarterback. So it's like plus one, minus one. Yeah. So it's kind of neutral for me. I don't know. Um, so I'm just going to put you down as a no. They did not get better to win the division. Because I think they're neutral. They're neutral. I, I agree. Their, their number one thing is that this team is good enough to win the division if Tua is healthy. Yeah, they already were. So, yeah. yeah so. And so they didn't. And I agree I with so. you. Yeah. The Buffalo Bills lost a key defensive piece in Tremaine Edmonds. Uh, this offseason, but re-signed uh, the great linebacker, his partner, Matt Milano, to a two-year extension. They get Jordan, Jordan Poyer back, uh, and they signed uh, fellow AFC East running back Damian Harris from the Patriots on a one-year deal. They do lose Devin Singletary to the Houston Texans. Uh, any uh, any other notable? Enormous departure. Uh, Case Keenum, gone. Okay. <laughs> uh, they also added back to their linebacker core is uh, AJ Klein, who is the other uh, big piece for the linebacker core for Buffalo. Mm. So that's a good solid. I uh, wish I knew him. He played. He played for the Saints for Sean Payton. He's a pretty solid player. So okay. Connor McGovern. Yeah. Added All right. Him, All right. right so we're uh, really scraping the bottom of the barrel here now. Let's uh, let's talk. This team did not make any coaching changes. They regressed technically, even though they were still a very good team last year. They didn't make it to the AFC Championship. They lose to Kansas City once again in the playoffs. Uh, oh, did they do anything to make themselves over the top better than the Kansas City Chiefs this offseason? They they're they're the same. They're actually worse. They lost their best linebacker. I mean, that's really I, the I only... don't know. Matt Milano and Tremaine Edmonds are, are good. I would say, neck and neck. Well, they lost a pretty a They pretty lost good piece a of very defense. solid yeah. piece of the defense. Yeah. Absolutely. So, And they didn't really add anyone. I mean, how was their draft? I mean, how'd they do in the draft? They drafted the, the, the best tight end in the draft, Dalton Keaton out of Utah, who's pretty solid, but just another piece. So they for, had another offensive weapon. For Josh Allen. But another another piece of the offseason, too, for them is uh, I feel like there was a lot of chatter pre-draft about how – or maybe not pre-draft, but it was more after their exit in the playoffs about how bitter and pissed off Stephon Diggs was at the whole oh, situation. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. you do start to wonder – I mean, I don't think he's a diva by any stretch, but I do think that he – is the kind of guy, if you look at the time at Minnesota at the end of his tenure there and, and stuff like this, it's like he clearly is the kind of guy who just, like, gets kind of pissed off from time to time and just yeah. doesn't, like... I wouldn't look too much into it. Yeah, I wouldn't either. I mean, he's still a great player, but he does have... He's very he, passionate. He's definitely he's definitely a head case on the, on the sidelines just a little bit, but I'm sure Josh Allen tells us to calm down, but... I, I guess I just wonder, do you do you see this as something to even be remotely concerned about no, with him? No, 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 okay. absolutely not. Like I said, I think Buffalo is still the same. They lose one piece, they add one more piece to the offense, and I think Alex has made a good point about losing the linebacker to, who just signed with the Chicago Bears. I think it's still the same to me. I think they're going to be still competitive. I mean, Sean McVay or Sean um, John McDermott is still a good coach. I think they'll still lead the division. But what were people saying last year? People were saying that Josh Allen has to lift the team by himself and do all the work to get no. them. I, a lot of people were talking that way, that he had to be Superman every week. How much of that is on Josh Allen? 
a lot of it, but like, what did you do this offseason to change that? Nothing. What, what I'm saying is, what do you change about the team at this point? I don't know. Beef up the running game. I mean, I know you invested a second round pick in James Cook last year, but that was kind of a wet fart. I mean, I didn't really do a whole lot. And like, beef up the running game, beef up the O line, add another legit receiver. I mean, like, what are we doing? It's yeah, like a Gabe, Gabe Davis. Davis is, yeah. Come on, streaky, streaky, streaky. I agree with that. Yeah, um, and make the de- don't subtract key pieces from the defense and just like they had to make a decision fun. there. Yeah, the problem is that he's making so much now that exactly. I don't know how much you can really add. But like, I don't know. It just feels but, like they just kind of subtracted pieces and then just said, ah, we'll figure it out. Which has kind of been their problem the last couple of years. Is ah, Josh Allen's good enough to do it by himself, but clearly he's not. I guess what I'm getting at is. They might not be calling the offense in that way. That's just Josh Allen being Josh Allen, where he feels the Gunslinger, need. Brett Favre. Yeah, yeah he feels yeah. the need to go out and do that. So some of it might fall on Josh Allen. Some of it does fall on the Bills. At this point, though, you have beaten the Chiefs in Kansas City, just not in the postseason. You've made it to the postseason consistently. You're winning your division. You're getting home playoff games. You can't fire the head coach yet. Uh, you're in a holding pattern. You're in sure. a holding pattern yeah. for sure. Like, there's not a whole lot that you can change at this point. You have a really good team. You have a franchise quarterback. You have a solid defense. There's not a whole lot that you can change. There is stuff that you can add to make it better, but at the same time, you have to retain the talent that you have. You have to make sure that your team is staying intact and you guys are developing good chemistry. It's I not guess a, not a whole lot of creative problem solving yeah. going on here there's exactly. just a lot of a lot of like you have same, to you know, just situation keep pushing forward and trying right uh, which i know at the end of the day it's not equating to playoff wins but i don't know what you would change i mean the team is good you really need to hit on the draft at this point yes yeah. with a team like that you need to get an amon ross st brown in the third round you need to get like a like a steel player like later who it's like how did he fall here? And like, how is he producing like league average numbers as a six round draft pick? Like you need to really hit on those players when you are strapped for cash. We kind of talked about with the Eagles a little bit. I mean, that that's what I call being creative is they in the first round end up getting two of the best players in the draft mm-hmm. to go supplement key defensive players that are aging out of their spots. Cause now you're paying Jalen Hurts. Yep. But they added dogs in the first round. So, mm-hmm. like, that's kind of how you do it. Uh, I don't know. It's just I don't see a whole lot of that going on there, and I just don't have any reason to believe they're going to be any better than they were last year. So, Which um, is still very good. Yeah, they're still going to be good. good. But not, not, not a Super Bowl champion. Though, no. Which is the whole window that they're in right now. Yeah. And and plus, too, Josh Allen is so fun to watch. I mean, he just – he just – he's an animal. I mean, but – like – what Al said, I don't want Josh Allen to, to lead all by himself. I want the players with him to help him out. Like, he can't be the, the one controlling all the system by himself. He can't. That's something that I think Josh Allen needs to figure out for yeah. himself. I, I don't know how much of that is on the coaching. If it was point. really all him, though, the coaching would have reeled him back a bit. I mean, they probably yeah into it a little uh, bit themselves. That's kind of why – so I'm like, you know what? Some of it might fall on Josh Allen. Very negative Bills take for me, I feel like, but – you know what? That's kind of just how I feel about here's, it. Here's the question on the Bills. Final question, simple yes or no. Did the division pass them by? No. Rodgers is a huge 
It was a yes or no question now. No. Huge change. I don't know. <laughs> I'll say no because they're still in it. They're still in it, but it's but it's a changing landscape for them. It's going to be tougher and tougher for them to hold it down. Uh, I say no. I think they still win the division this year. Finally, we get to uh, Judd's favorite portion of the segment, the New England Patriots. We have our in-house Patriots analyst, Judd. Uh, what were your favorite additions? What were your least favorite subtractions for this season, offseason? Well, adding, adding uh, Bill O'Brien back to the offense corner spot. Mm. That was my favorite part. Okay. And uh, we added Juju Smith-Schuster to the wide receiver group. And, and what do you? How do you feel about that? The wide receivers are always a very touchy subject with the Patriots. They have not really had a star wide receiver since Randy Moss and Julian Edelman for sure. Okay, yeah, Edelman. That's actually a good point. Um, I think it's good addition. I just hope he just stays healthy, which you know Juju is. He either he plays one week or two weeks. He's hurt, but I think it's a good addition. Would you rather have had the Patriots hold on to Jacoby Myers? Then, then bring Juju in. I would like to see that, but there was something behind it. I mean, it's the same amount. He didn't. He didn't yeah, I was going to say he didn't get a gangbusters contract from the Raiders. I mean, I feel like no. the Patriots, if they really wanted him, probably could have kept him. But, but I you hate know, that addition. I mean, it's you know the Patriot way, as everyone says. Yeah. But um, but most importantly, though, I think the I think they re-signed half their defensive starters back to the team, mm-hmm. which is great. Yep. Um. And also, too, I think Mike Isecki will help with Hunter Henry. Will be a good fit for them. That's yeah, right. They, they, they swapped swap one out. out. <laughs> yep, just one out. Janu gone. Less money, hopefully. Oh, yeah. It was Janu Smith, money. not Delaney Walker. Yeah. Um, but other than that, um, I feel pretty confident um, where they are right now with the defense. Question mark is still the offense. But um, they also added the linebacker slash special teams and Chris Bohr from the Detroit Lions, who's, Oof, a, yeah. so who's a big steal for the special teams. And Matthew Slater is coming back for his 16th year for the NFL. No more Devin McCourty, Judd. Yeah, no Devin, no, no more Devin Gone. McCourty. Gone. Retired. Retired, for sure. I was talking about Matthew Slater. Matthew Slater's been in the league for 16 years. Yep. That is wild. You could have told He's me the that. ultimate Patriot. You could have told me that he was going into his third year, and I would have believed you. <laughs> He's the ultimate uh, Patriot. I got a couple additions on here, Judd, that you didn't mention that I think were great. Uh, one Jabril Peppers. Oh, he's a resign. Yeah, I knew that. I had it on my list. He was a resign. Mm-hmm. He was on the team last year. Yes. Yeah. Huh. I must have missed that. Um, the other one, and I'm blanking on his first name. He's your Damian Harris replacement. Oh yeah, James Robinson. James Robinson. Yeah, Thank I knew that. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, two year, eight million dollar deal. I think that's good. He did nothing on the Jets. That's on the Jets. Uh. I think James Robinson still has that dog in him. Mm-hmm. I think he can be great. Uh, and I'll tell you what, here's my hot take. Within two year time, two years' time, uh, Christian Gonzalez will be the best cornerback in the NFL. Wow. That's a that's a good that's a good solid I do I do believe that. So they they are the uh, cornerback factory. Cornerback factory. Well when, when's the last time that they invested a first round pick in a corner either Devin, i mean Devin mccourty so uh, bill must really like him I mean, exactly that's, that's a good point uh Spe- speaking of i feel like it's a good segue just into belichick in general i mean it has been 
it's been a while now since uh, the Patriots have really done anything. I mean, it's been, I don't know, four years since they've, three, four seasons since they've been, I guess they made the playoffs Mac Jones rookie year. Yeah. But they got bombed by Buffalo. Buffalo. At yeah. Buffalo. I mean, how? what's your comfort level this year with, with you know, you, you, you alluded to Bill O'Brien coming back, but just with, you're re-racking with Belichick. Uh, I think I think going into last year, I was a lot more optimistic on this team. And this year, um, similar to the Bills, I'm just kind of like, well, what are you really doing to like make this seem like it's a big drastic shift, and especially in such a competitive division now? I mean, how are you yeah. feeling about Bill Belichick at this point? I'm feeling much better with yeah. the added this offseason. Believe me, I mean, I mean, I was a little frustrated at the end of the year. We're not in this playoff for the second time in two years um i will say it's just been an interesting offseason i'm very excited about it and um we're, we're gonna actually do better this year for offense and then we drafted two receivers in the draft and um and we we, we signed most of our defensive players who wanted to come back to play for bill belichick and we like lucas said christian gonzalez is gonna be fun to watch and we're gonna like be the better defense and we're gonna be a top 10 defense I you, think. you just have such a mammoth division in front of you though right i mean you've got three of the best teams in the in the afc right to contend with i would throw the league in there i was about to say it but i didn't yeah. want to go that far i, I, would, I don't know i would say it there um, are definitely three of the best teams in the nfl so it's i mean right now i'm looking at them and i'm still thinking last place and that's, read, that's a little insult to me because Miami could be last place also. If Tua doesn't finish the year, then yes, I think Miami's de facto last place. But that, I don't think it's a slight to the Patriots to say that they would do that. I think they could easily win the division in a couple other ones. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right? not the East, though. Yeah, I mean, if they were in if they were in a different division, I think they'd be right up there. Right. I I, I just think it's it's – you know, Sophie's choice on who you're going to try to outlast in that division. Uh, it's going to be a bloodbath. The urgency is much more there for the other three teams, and Belichick has climbed the mountain many times, and it's just I wondered, is the urgency there for them to go do it? I think so. Did the division pass up the Patriots? No. Okay. I think it did, but I hate to say it. You can't leave the girl that you came to the dance with, a.k.a. Belichick, but I think it did as well. Uh, we need to uh, rank everyone's off seasons like we did last show. Okay, uh, let's rank them then. Your worst off season, Buffalo. <sighs> Buffalo. I got to agree. I think it was Buffalo. Because what did they do? really do besides lose a key player on defense not Not much no not a whole lot uh your third place new england i'd probably say because i again i don't feel like they did a whole lot to really beef up and load up and like take a step forward i feel like they kind of were treading water a little bit and i think christian gonzalez is a great draft pick I don't love Juju. I don't love Mike Kosicki. I, I don't love their offseason. So I like mm-hmm. it more than Buffalo, but uh, not mm-hmm. by a whole lot. Mm-hmm. So New England at three for me. Judd? Jets. 
That is wow. ludicrous. <laughs> think about this, Al. I mean, Randall Cobb, who's like 35 years old. How about Aaron Rodgers? <laughs> Aaron Rodgers hasn't been Aaron Rodgers. He last... was the MVP two out of the last three years. What was the stats last year, Al? Not, not 45 Ridiculous. touchdowns. Ridiculous. Okay. It's 22 or 23 touchdowns. Right. That's a Max Kellerman take. It's a horrible take. But, uh, all right. I'm going to say Miami. I think I think New England did beef up in certain areas that they needed to. Wow. J- Judd, Judd was just coming at me because I put New England at three. <laughs> and he was like, I need to just get a fucking jab in or something like to piss him off. Uh, I think Miami, while they did increase the secondaries, uh, you know, strength. Uh, I think that's really all they did. They didn't change too much. And as Al mentioned, uh, they didn't solve the biggest issue on that team. And that's the backup quarterback. So I'm going to go Miami at three. Uh, for two, I, I'm going to go Miami pretty much for all the reasons you just said. But I do feel like them retaining a lot of the people that they retained and or them treading water a little bit like they were pretty good last year. They're pretty darn good. And if everything yeah. goes well for them, then they'll be fine. Uh, yeah. The backup quarterback is a big concern. So I think two I think two and three with the Patriots and Dolphins for me are very, very neck and neck close. Uh, but I will put Miami too, just because I think the, the core of that team is still good enough to, to go get it done. Judd? Uh, I have the Patriots at two. Okay. Uh, I have the Patriots at two. Uh I think they added a lot of talent. They brought back a lot of talent. Uh, The one glaring thing to me is still that wide receiver. Who is going to step up there? And I'm telling you right now, it ain't going to be Juju. No, for sure. I don't think so either. But so hopefully they figure that out. Still there, Judd? Yeah, we we still have him, but we still have that Tyquan Thornton from last year's draft, and we drafted two more in the draft this year. So can't wait to watch him. Hopefully, one of those guys pans (laughs) out. Sleeping it, pig. <laughs> Number one, I mean, Al, you and how I can it not be the one, New York Jets? It's the New York Jets. And Judd, to reiterate, we're not talking about who we think is going to finish the best. We're saying who has the best off season. Well, of I'm giving my honest opinion Andy. about the Jets because I think Aaron Rodgers is not the he's not the same Aaron Rodgers. Okay, but he's a massive upgrade on Zach Wilson. Uh, regardless, even if he's diminished Aaron Rodgers, like you're saying, uh, he is a huge upgrade from Zach Wilson. Yeah, uh, okay. I'll, I'll put it this way. When you look at a team, any team that made a change in quarterback this season, when you when you think about what they went from to where they are now in that position, there's nobody that made a larger impact, a larger improvement than the Jets. 100%. Uh, they added things around to make him feel comfortable they have a great running game. They have a great wide receiver room. Well, overflowing, but an overflowing good. and good great. wide receiver room. Uh, and still a star studded top three, easily possibly the best defense in the NFL. So that's, that's, that is how you answer how are we going to last in the toughest division in the league? You try and make your team the best effing team in the division. That's what you try and do. Uh, like and that's I, what they did. So I think, yeah, they're A-plus to me offseason. Well, like like I said in the beginning, my question mark still is the offensive line for the Jets. It'll be fine. <laughs> I don't know. Right. We will have to wait and see. Yep. 
Like uh, I said, I put Miami at one. They just had a good offseason. I like their backfield with Howard, Ramsey, and uh, they drafted the one corner out of South Carolina, Smith, and all that stuff. And then keeping the adding on offense for Mike Mike McDaniel and Mike, like Al said, question mark for Tua if he's going to stay healthy all year. So in the backup quarterback situation is not great, but um, at least Mike White has experience playing the game. I mean, I'll say True. that. But yeah, um, he started an NFL game, so I guess that's technically experience. <laughs> couple of games, dumbass. He's not good, dude. He's, he's won a, a couple. He's won a couple. Not great games, not but um, other than that, um, they added some pieces in the offense again and defense, which, and also most importantly, Vic Fangio, who got ad- added to the defensive coordinator job, which I think is a good spot for him. He's won a lot, couple games as a head coach, so that's why I think at Miami that won. Hot take, but it's got some I don't hate solid it. evidence behind it, I guess. I don't hate it. Um, Here, Jets, give me a break. <laughs> All right. Let's go ahead. Let's jump into the Lions schedule. Let's go, Lions! Okay, gentlemen, the uh, best part of the show is now uh, up to bat. The Lions segment, we're talking schedule release. Uh, how about this? No scheduled primetime games last year. Mm-hmm. I don't include Thanksgiving because uh, it's just something that happens to us every single year. And also, to the last game of the year for primetime, of course, is at Green Bay. Well, yeah. So, no scheduled. We did get flexed into a Sunday night game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was purely so people could watch Rodgers go to the playoffs. Uh, and we kind of spoiled that party. Mm-hmm. Four, not including Thanksgiving, which I know a lot of people consider a primetime game, but four primetime games this year, including a big shocker, the Lions heading to Kansas City week one to open up the season. Immediate thoughts on that one. It's uh, pretty awesome. Yeah. that's. I'm excited. That's as good as it gets as a Lions fan. I mean – I don't know. I, I've thought about this game a lot already, uh, and I've got I've got mixed mixed thoughts on it. I guess. I mean, like it's I'm, a mixed bag. I'm very excited for it. I think it's a very exciting game to open the season. It, it really makes Detroit feel like okay. There's something fun to watch about them this year. There's some gas here. Like we're being noticed. Yeah. Um, Finally. But also, there's the other side of it where we're potentially walking into a buzzsaw. Yeah. And uh, if they do get embarrassed on national TV against the Super Bowl champions week one, that is a really tough way to start your year. It is. Um, so I don't know. It, it's uh, I, I'm very excited for it. But, yeah, I'm cautiously optimistic about it. I really hope it's just a tight game. And win or lose, I just hope it's a good game for them. I, I, I don't want it to be a blowout by any means. That would be, that'd be pretty horrible. I mean, blowout for us would be great. But uh, I don't know, man. Uh, how, how are you feeling about it? If if they do blow out the Chiefs by some miracle, um, I love Dan Campbell's quote where, if we win, we're not going to be expected to lose again, uh, which I think is very true. If the Lions go into Kansas City and beat the Chiefs week one, uh, they're serious. They're serious they're, contender. They the the hype will become something that we've never seen before in Detroit. Every single media outlet will be talking about Detroit. 
if we lose, I think there is a silver lining to it. Uh, I think some of the hype will die down, which I know the players haven't been have been saying that it's it's not getting to them, but I think it will just be helpful to not have that all this hype put on them before they even play a game. So I think that will be good. And I also think teams will start underestimating us a little bit more possibly. Probably not, but that's a possibility. I feel like with this week one matchup, uh, I feel like Lions hype is actually starting to balloon a little bit. Uh, you think it's like, getting a little too big? Yeah, because I well, I, I even like go check like I immediately went to the comments section and all the postings oh, about yeah. this game just Absolutely. to see. And people are making a good point. I mean, people are already acting like the Lions won something. Yeah, they didn't do shit. I mean, I'm sorry, we had a great year last year. At the end of the year, we we really rallied and had a great turnaround. But like. Yeah, this team hasn't been in the playoffs since 2017, 2016. I mean, it's been a while. And, like, two, three years ago, this was a CFL expansion roster. I mean, it was horrible. Mm -hmm. And we were coming off of the worst regime possibly in the history of the franchise. Like, this team, everyone's excited for them to make a big step this year. But, like, my goodness, I mean, like, the, the hype is through the fucking roof right now. And it's like, I feel like it's kind of at a boiling point. And I... I don't know. It makes me a little, uh, a little apprehensive. I don't know. It's like we haven't really done much to deserve it, to be honest. It's understandable feeling that way. Um, I feel the same way. Where this is usually the part where they let us down, right? We get all this hype around us, and then they go out and they lay an egg. It very well. That is SOL thinking, right? Mm-hmm. This is a BNL podcast. This is a BNL podcast. We're staying optimistic. We had a, a lapse of judgment during the draft, but we're back. I think we were appropriately judging the draft. I think we're all right. I, I'm saying while the draft was happening, we had a lapse of judgment. Well, yeah, I mean, somebody you know, did in this room. Yeah, but... someone in this room did. Uh, we're not going to say who, Judd. <laughs> um, the Patriots fan. But I think this could be really good for us. There, there has never been this much attention on Detroit, and I know that they haven't won anything, but there's also never been this much excitement. optimism, optimism, excitement, and I think we just have to ride the wave, right? Well, it's coming whether we like it or not, so. Right. Uh, so we have that game, week four, Thursday night football in Green Bay. You're not, you're not just going straight down the one through 17. You're just going to. Well, No. I do have one for our big. Uh, we have. I do have one though for. Can I get through the game? No, because yeah. hold on, hold on. Let's let's literally go one through seven. I'm going to the bathroom. List them off because like we got to just let's say them. Go all. ahead. Well, I don't have them in front of me. Oh, you don't? don't? No. Then I'm running it. the show. I got it. I got it. I'll pull it up. I'm just saying, rifle through them, and then let's go through the ones that you would like to talk about because we got to put them all out. There's the Lions schedule show. All right, August 25th preseason. We don't have preseason. <laughs> Come on. Okay. We're on the road against the Chiefs uh, week one. Week two and three, we're at home. We play the Seahawks and then the Falcons. Ooh, that's a rematch, too. That is a rematch of uh, one of the highest scoring games in Lions history, 48-45 to 45 last year. Uh, the Lions are on the road Thursday night football in week four against the Packers. We are back home uh, week five against the Panthers. Back on the road week six against the Bucks. Staying on the road, week seven against the Ravens. 
week eight monday night football comes back to detroit to face the las vegas raiders raiders i believe we are on bye after that we come back in week 10 we are on the road against the chargers we're at home against the bears in week 12 13 we are on the road or i'm sorry we're hosting the packers uh for thanksgiving uh week 14 we are on the road in new orleans staying on the road for week 15 against the bears week 16 uh we are home tonight yep we're home i'm counting this wrong i think we're home against the broncos yep uh i think that is actually technically week 15 uh week 16 we are on the road against the vikings week 17 we're on the road against the cowboys Week 18, we rounded out with at home against the Vikings. Thank you. Now I have a full picture of what we're talking about. You couldn't even relay to me the first five games. Lucas, what game do you want to jump into? Let's jump into Thursday Night Football, week four, on the road against the Packers. Here's the interesting thing about this game. I'm seeing a lot of Detroit media saying that we'll lose this game. What Detroit media? <laughs> uh, Woodward Sports for one. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I'm just seeing a couple fans throwing it out there that we predicting a loss at this game. I can't wrap my mind around it. Well, the, the Packers have not gotten better. Excuse me. Sorry. Go ahead. Chippy podcast. Yeah, you're all fucking fired up, man. <laughs> the chips are off the table, okay? We went into Green Bay on Sunday Night Football where they could get into the playoffs last season and beat them. Our team has gotten better. Their team has gotten significantly worse. I cannot make heads or tails why people think that we will lose this game. Am I allowed to talk now? Yes, go ahead, Al. Okay, well, because of... uh, Actually, hold on. (laughs) Because of, like, this game probably means something to them after the way last season ended. And it's a road game, right? Yeah. In Lambeau? Yep. It is in Lambeau. I feel like this is a big statement game. Uh, they, you know, they they unceremoniously get taken out of the race last year by the Lions. Mm-hmm. And what better way for Jordan Love to really make a mark his first year and going and beating the team that axed them last year, a division rival who's on the rise? I don't know. It makes the pieces are there for an upset game. I, I don't. I don't like. I don't know if it will happen, but like the Lions do need to lose some games. It's not, it's not, they're not going to go 17 and 0. It's not going to happen. 16 and 0, whatever. Says you. It's not going to happen. Uh, and Lambo is a hard place to go play. And it's early in the year. That's the only benefit I'll, I'll give the Lions on this one. It's That's an a early good matchup, thing. but. That's a good thing if it's early in the beginning of the year, though. I, I don't, I don't think it's a crazy take they would lose it. I, I don't know. I think we go in there and we slap them around. It is our first divisional game. I don't know if that's the same for the Packers. No, they played Chicago week one. There you go. Uh, we are the NFC North division record champs. From Shut up. <laughs> You're jinxing it. Um, I'm so excited! I just know that they're going to want to start the division out, right? We got a layup of a game. Probably the easiest opponent in the division this year. Uh, that's a bold take. Who's who's worse? I wouldn't agree. I would say maybe even the Vikings are worse than the Packers. No, I definitely wouldn't agree with that. Green Bay, they hardly added. Minnesota was a joke. Absolutely mess. I agree. They're better than Green Bay. I think we. uh, I think we cockslap them. 
I'm so excited! You guys want to know what game I want to talk about next? Well, yeah, you know what? It's like it's like you want Luke, me to hijack this whole yeah, it's, fucking it's segment. Lucas's Lucas's world. We're just living in it. So yeah, go ahead, talk about whatever the fuck. Put your you balls on the table it. and yeah. speak up, then. You dumb bitch. What game do you want to talk about? Well, I, I can talk about the one I I, I hate the most, I or the opponent I hate the most besides the division opponent. Go ahead, Raiders. I hope we just bomb. That's on them. the one I was going to talk about. Well, there you go. How well, funny is that? Yeah, I I hope that's a game where we absolutely like bomb that team i i can't believe you're not even leading with the good part this is a monday night football game in detroit baby uh, it's fine i don't know monday night football huh? is monday night football is my least favorite primetime slot so i don't know oh yeah because we went to that one against the giants yeah right? the, no the last one the last one in detroit was the new york jets that's right that's right it was the start uh, of the patricia era so i'm a little <laughs> little burn on that one still hey um, but you know what <laughs> We had that first play, and I'll never forget that. Yeah. One Diggs. Of, no, Quandre. Quandre, I'm sorry. Quandre God. Diggs. Sorry. Pick six on Sam Darnold, his first career throw. It was the greatest moment of ever going to a Lions game I've ever experienced. I couldn't believe how hyped we got. No, that's nonsense. That's garbage. It was nothing but downhill from there. So, I don't remember that game anyways. But if you listen to the last uh, last podcast, uh, you really would hear our disdain for the Raiders this year. So yeah. uh, just to know that one's a primetime uh, Monday Night Football game. Uh, Very excited it. for that Yeah, one. I love it. I, I, hope, I hope you smash them. That'd be great. Um, my, actually, I would say my dad hates this game already, but I texted him like a couple nights ago about the schedule. But I said, Dad, they're playing Dallas on a Saturday night <laughs> at 830. And he goes, I hope they kick their ass. I, yep. can't, I can't stand the Cowboys, and I'm like, yeah, because ever since the playoff experience with Matthew Stafford, that that call over, oh, I can't remember what it was it was like, um, like he the PI call, the PI call. Everybody knows. Yeah. yeah, I think that that should be should be a good game to watch. The Lions never play good in Dallas, though. Yeah, they never. I mean, do. They, they always get smoked. So. That's going to be a huge game. That's going to have playoff implications. I bet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for both for both teams. I mean, uh-huh. uh, yeah, Dallas is probably going to be trying the to race. take the division, and we're going to be hopefully in the same spot. So. Or, or it could be uh, Mike McCarthy's job on the line too. Oh, could one of those games? It definitely could. Yeah. Um. There's no. I mean, we have. That's that's pretty much all our primetime games outside of the Thanksgiving one. Who. I, who the yeah. fuck cares? It's Thanksgiving. We get it every year. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about the season on the whole here? I have a great little insight. Uh, I can't remember the Twitter user's name, but he pointed this out, and I thought it was actually huge. From November on, the Lions do not have a cold outdoor game except for the one in Chicago in December, uh, which – That's huge. That is that is so massive. Golf does not play well in cold weather. Uh and yet, we might not have to deal with that this year. That'd be great. I mean, obviously, yeah. the postseason would be a different animal if we, if, if and when that happens. But yeah, that's that's a huge thing in our in our favor. Absolutely. There's only I'm, do we count SoFi as an outside stadium? No, no, no it's so, in California. Really? Come on, yeah, no, yeah. Well, I mean, I know it's in California, so either way, it's going to be warm. But yeah. does it count as? I guess it's, it's a an hybrid. Indoor. It's an indoor hybrid stadium, basically. Yeah, I don't, the, track, I don't think. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Um, but only really only one out oh no yeah no one outdoor game mm-hmm. um from november on everything else is in a dome so that really helps our offense thought i read the lions strength of schedule was in the bottom third 
It of, is. Of the, uh, the strength of, of schedule league. is relatively low, which is shocking considering we finished second in our division last year. So. Judd, your boys, the Patriots, are going to have a really, really tough yeah, year. Yeah, uh, I'm looking looking scared on that part, but it should be, should be interesting, though. I think what really helps us is the fact that we get the NFC South this year, considered the worst uh, division in football. And uh, what doesn't help us is the fact that we got the AFC West, uh, one of the better divisions in football. Yeah. I'm not scared of this division anymore. Last year, I would have been. What, AFC been, West? Yeah. Last year, I, I would have been a lot more worked up about it. But I really, know. the Chiefs are the only true buzzsaw team in that division to me. And it's week one. Yeah. We're, we're going to try and slay the dragon first first game of the year. I mean, that's the that's fact major. that that's week one is huge. Yeah, it's yeah, major. Like, huge. That yeah. is huge. We get that one out of the way. Um, you'd, you'd rather deal with it week one than than instead when they're like, like eleven 15. and two and then like, like getting yeah ready for the Super Bowl run. Like, I mean, plus, yeah. I mean, plus two though. Sean Payne's been off for a year from coaching. It's still going to take him a while to get figure out with Russell Wilson and Josh McDaniels is a complete cluster boo. cluster fuck personally. What when is the Broncos game? It's like week six, sixteen, wasn't it? 18, 17, 15. 15, okay. That's, 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 a, that's not a good spot for that. Yeah. I, I hate that game. Yeah, that's a bad spot. I think that like a lot of people are forgetting about the Broncos, and I think that they're going to put the league on notice. I think if, we're if gonna everything get... goes right for them, they're going to be a lot more dangerous this yeah. year. Yeah. And the Chargers are the Chargers. Brandon Staley is, is just like Detroit. I mean, no offense, but <laughs> – Jim Caldwell was the same way. Matt, like Al said, Matthew Stafford was leading the team, and Justin Herbert is definitely leading the Chargers by himself. I think we're going to get the AFC West that we expected last year. Yeah, this year, I think that I think that that division is going to outside of the Raiders. I still think the Raiders. Are gonna yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, I, th- I think a Chargers game is a coin flip, honestly. Yeah, they're okay. that kind of team, yeah. and I think a Raiders game should be a beating. Should win. And the Broncos and Chiefs would be, yeah, they would be question mark games, especially with them. Why would that Chiefs late. be question? It should be a high-scoring game. It's not that it won't be high-scoring. It's that the question mark being, can we win the game? Yeah. I, I don't know if we can. I, it's going to be a really tall order to do Well, an arrowhead week one. I think the backfield for Detroit is solid, and I think they can get the Chiefs wide receivers. Yeah, I guess like having them week one is good because they need to – really take time to figure out the chemistry with everybody. I mean, obviously Mahomes and Kelsey are automatic, Dominant. but like, but everybody else, everybody else is kind of a question mark. So the other thing week nine by mm-hmm. probably the latest buy we've had in a while. I think we actually might've had week nine two years ago, but usually it's like week six is in it. It's buys. like the NFL just loves to fuck us that way where they put our bye week so early in the damn season. But you can't do this to me. It kills us. It kills us every year. Uh, So that's huge. Great bye week. Eight games start the bye week. How are we feeling about those eight games? I mean, we got very winnable games in the first five. List them all one more more time. Chiefs, Seahawks, Falcons, Packers, Panthers, Bucks, Ravens, Raiders. Chargers, Chicago. No, 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 no. That's that's then we hit the bye week. Man, I, I feel like if we're two games up from five hundred, we're in good shape. I don't know. So six and two. Yeah, I mean, I think that is extremely realistic. Because I, I we're definitely going to lose a couple of those. I think I Maybe feel like two or three, five and three is uh, yeah I, where I'm pegging them to be. I, I have a you'll hear that feeling. The Lions should have won this game. 
That happens every year. I mean, them. it's just like the game that should have won this and that, but there's something, we, there's something about it. I, I have a feeling that's going to happen. Week one is going to set the tone. It, no. It really is. We need it to is. we need to take a, a page out of Patricia's book and actually do it this year. We need this year to be dagger time. We need to close out games. We need to win games that we should win. I'm talking about the Seahawks. Yeah, I'm talking about right. the Falcons. I'm talking about the Panthers. Just take care of business games. Those three yeah. games, that's like if you're showing me those three games on paper, I'm saying we're dropping one of those. Yeah, yeah, because like uh, the way I see it is like the Lions are totally capable of pulling an upset big win. Yeah, but they could totally lose a Falcons game. Exactly. Like because there's like also other teams like the Falcons and Seahawks are kind of like squirrely, surprising, gutsy teams. Yep. Yeah. And. You know, Falcons had a nice offseason too. I mean, they added Bijan in the draft and like they have a pretty good identity like on offense with Arthur Smith. Like you never know. That team could come in and surprise you. Like it's it's I mean, it's they, those games that you're right. It's like you need to go button up, take care of business, and win those ones. Uh and then the big matchup games, like you can have a little flexibility there with some of the big marquee games. Like if you like win some, lose some, you'll live. But it's great. Exactly. If you win, great. If you lose, it's not the end of the world. Right. Survive. Anything uh, else? Um, I think Bryce Young will be fun to watch in this, this year's games, especially versus him. And Adam Thielen comes back to Detroit, former Minnesota Viking. Uh, also, that that one should be a well, Judd, you're missing Aaron game. You're missing the Adam Thielen comes back. DJ Chark comes back. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I didn't think about that. That should be one of the check the box, take care of business games. When you, a team has, no. I know they traded up, but number one pick starting over, especially coach, come on, especially after last year. Yeah, yeah. And also too though, what you said about check, check the box, check the box is definitely against Tampa Bay. Yeah, maybe, but like we don't know what they are. I mean, come on, Tom we should Holes. beat them. Come on. All right. Uh, Obviously, we'll have record prediction, win loss predictions much later in the offseason. Um, but yeah, for now, I guess on the whole, uh, feelings of the schedule. You Great. Think, yeah, I, I'm excited. I think there's a lot of legit tests in here and some hopefully lay up, check the box games. I, I hope it's a good mix. I love the primetime slots, I love week one. Uh, I'm excited, man. It's I'm excited for Monday Night Football this year. Yeah. It's going to be a good year. Uh, let's go ahead. Let's close the show out. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for us. Thank you again for listening to episode 72 of Gridiron Zero's podcast. Because we're best friends. I love you, my dude. Um, be sure to follow us on TikTok. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, on YouTube, Gridiron Zero's. Um, we will be back next week for the AFC South uh, recap, offseason recap. Uh, and a whole bunch of other shit that's going on in the NFL. Um, all right. Well, we will uh, catch you on the next one. Uh, make good choices, good decisions always. Uh, Judd, thank you for coming back. No problem. Yeah, uh, thanks for having me, guys. Maybe maybe you can come back again later in the offseason, uh, but probably not. Are you still insulted from the Jets comment? I mean, it was a pretty bad, <sighs> bad all right. take. So... I mean, I'm just being honest with you, so. You dumb bitch. We're straying away here. Uh, We'll catch you on the next one, ladies and gentlemen. Later. Later.